It takes a village to raise a child. We all know that, right? But what happens if you can't find your village? Because raising your child is really, really tough. What if you are so filled with shame and doubt and guilt and fear of judgment that you don't share your triumphs and your struggles? You don't talk about it because you don't think anyone can possibly relate. Well, I've been there, and it was really hard for me to find my tribe. So I decided to make mine. I went out and found these amazing mothers who are also in the trenches, struggling to raise their kids. Together, we are a community. And in this podcast on the hard days, you'll find motivating stories from other real moms who get it. We're going to accept who we are and how we show up for our children each and every day, even on the hard days. Hey guys, welcome back. I cannot believe that this is the last episode of On the Hard Days for 2021. Cannot believe it. In fact, it's kind of a busy week, you know, with the holidays and kids being home and um, my husband's suggestion, he's like, you could take take the week off, like people would understand. And I said, absolutely not. That is a hard no. Because first of all, I have come to view you guys as my my friends, because you understand my life and my kids. And connecting with you is what saves me on so many occasions. And so I couldn't possibly just (laughs) not do an update. But the second thing is that I know that some of you rely on hearing these truths from other moms as well. You know, it goes both ways. It has been an amazing year. One year ago, exactly, I truly had never listened to a podcast in my life. True story. And my husband listened to lots and and he was like, you should start a podcast. Like, why would anybody want to listen to people talk? Like, that's... No. Um, and, and here I am. I have crossed the 16,000 download. Um, my one year mark is January 28th. Um, and my goal was 15,000 by then. So I've passed that already. I mean, we'll set our sights on 18,000. I mean, maybe 20. That would be crazy by January 28th. Um, and it's because of you guys. You know, you are tuning in to hear these stories from these mothers who are in the trenches like you, like me, um, they give you pause. They give you the feeling of, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one with a kid like that, you know. And many of you have even gotten in touch with the moms who have been on my show. Um, The whole thing has just been this, it feels like Thanksgiving, like we're all just sitting around the table and it's the best feeling. So with that being said, Starting next week, I'm going to kick off 2022 with episodes um, from more amazing mothers who will be on the show. Um, I have a whole, I got a whole bunch waiting for you. But I thought that for this week, this final week, I wanted to do a little reflecting on myself as a mother and share a little bit about my goals for next year as well. So what did I learn about myself in 2021, um, a whole lot, a whole lot. In fact, most of my personal transformation has been in 2020 and 2021 with COVID. 
um, allowing me to sort of just view everything in a new light, what matters and what doesn't and what rules need to be followed and what needs to be broken. And, um, and so what I have learned about raising neurodiverse children is that I have got to trust my gut. I have got to trust my gut. In 2021, I really started to do that. I started to do that. So when Mr. 8 and now Mr. 5 and occasionally Miss 8 too will have a meltdown or, you know, be heading in that direction and I can I can feel it coming and I know what to expect, I I'm starting to really understand that I can turn off the part of my brain that goes, what's everybody else going to think? How should I react that will make other people happy? If I pretend to be more authoritarian, um, I might be fooling the people who are around me and they're going, good job, mom. But my kid knows me. (laughs) My kid knows me better than that. I know me better than that. And it never feels good to try on a, a parenting, quote unquote, strategy just because somebody else thinks it's the right fit for my child when they don't even really get my child. And that's just frustrating. And so what if, what if we all just stopped doing that? And yeah, there's definitely going to be some discomfort there. And and a lot of moms like myself are people pleasers or recovering people pleasers who just want everybody to be happy, including your child, but including people in the room and family and friends. And it's like, this is the child that I have. I am parenting in the best way possible that I know. The other strategies that you are recommending, I have either tried and they have failed or I know my kid well enough to know that they will fail. And I am going to do what is best for my child and for me in this moment. I should like write that on a card and and like tape it to my forehead and just go on with life so that I can robotically spew off this, <laughs> you know, I hear what you're saying. Yes, I know my kid was fresh. However, that won't work. Anyway. So I have learned in 2021 to start trusting my gut. And I always had the knowledge, I guess, of what worked best for him. But I I truly quieted that part of my brain down. I was like, no, no, don't do what you think is right, because that's not what society wants you to do. Yes, these were thoughts I actually had in my brain for years. And honestly, some of you probably do, too. When when I say it like that, it's kind of like, ugh. Like, oh, that's gross. But when you think about it, like take an instance of a meltdown in a public place, right? And your gut, your your intuition says, distract, bring home, get in the car, <laughs> just get through it um, and sort of process it later or not at all, whatever, whatever works for your kid versus society wanting us to you know, turn to that child in that public place and loudly say, like, you do not speak to me that way. I will not tolerate blah, 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 blah. So that other can other people can feel comfortable that you have a handle on your own child in the way that they feel qualifies as getting a handle on your kid. So less of that, 
less of that. And yes, that does mean you may get those judgmental eyes, but you know what? You were going to get them anyway. And if we learn that we don't need approval from, especially from people we don't even know or whose opinions we really don't respect, then we don't need their disapproval either. So that is my, that's my big revelation for me as a mother, because I finally started to turn off that part of my brain. It's, um, believe me, it's not fully shut off. It's more like a dimmer on a light. <laughs> like I've dimmed that light, but it is not fully off. I sometimes really have to like bite my tongue to stop myself from reacting in a certain way to my child that he knows is not how I normally do it because it doesn't feel right and because it doesn't work. But yet I'm I'm out somewhere else. Like kids can read right through that too. And what's the message there? You know, that we're I will parent you in a different way when we're with other people because I care so much about what they think. I mean, that's just, that's not something I want my kids to, you know, redo when they are parents. So less worrying about everybody else and more trusting your gut. The other thing that I learned about myself this year in 2021 as a mother is that I spent way too long hiding and I have come to realize that this seems to be a a trend for moms like us. Not everybody, obviously, but a lot of moms like you and me with kids like ours are hiding and we're hiding because we're scared we're scared about, I guess this ties into my first thing about trusting your gut, but we're, we're scared about being judged by other people. And it's more than just scared. It's not, that's not entirely the right emotion. I can only speak for myself. Why was I hiding? You know, I was hiding because the story is too hard to explain and too long to explain for people that I can put money on won't understand it anyway. Like, where do you even start? Where do you start? How do you explain your child in a way that is truthful to share their struggles and their strengths, but without coming across like like you're complaining or like your your kid, you know, that you... (laughs) You don't love them or anything crazy like that, right? And so it's like, it's just easier not to explain. And why else was I in hiding for so long? The backlash, the fear of backlash. Like, I don't want to hear, especially during those earlier years when I was desperate for help and I had nowhere to turn, I, the only thing I would keep hearing is like, well, have you tried? You should try. Maybe this will work. Maybe that will work. As if there's an answer out there that I just haven't figured out yet. I cannot emphasize this enough how, how crappy I felt about myself as a mother because I, when, when people would give me suggestions, even though they're trying to be helpful, it's as if 
people who don't have children like that give me suggestions as if to say, you know what, I don't have a kid like that, but I actually, I think I know the answer and I think you just might have missed it. So allow me to give that answer to you so that you can, you know, live a happy, harmonious life. (laughs) And it's like, no. And that's the next part. It's like, how do you explain how many hours you've put into research? Do I need to justify it? Do I need to prove it just to say, like, I'm telling you that doesn't work. The meltdowns are still huge. The aggression is still there. Yes, my kid really did say that to me. No, I don't think it's good for that kid to say that to me. But here we are, you know, I'm letting this battle go. I'm letting that battle go. And making those decisions, but it's like, you're just going to hide about it because... Because people just don't get it. They just don't. They just don't. And in some ways, and I felt this way for a while too, in some ways, if your child has sort of a clear cut diagnosis, that I'm not, I'm not, you know what I'm about to say. I'm not saying that it's easy to be a parent of of a child with any sort of diagnosis. It's not. But I feel that at least when you have a clear-cut diagnosis, you know what you're getting into. You might not know how to to do it, and, and that's a whole piece. But, like, it's one thing or two things. And a lot of our neurodiverse children, it's like a laundry list of struggles. And so this is another reason why it's just easier to hide, because how do you, how do you explain... And this is my little speech that I would give about my my son, um, because actual diagnosis wise, he's got anxiety and ADHD, and so he and and he's gifted. So twice exceptionality that label has been given to him, but he also struggles with sensory issues. But I wouldn't say. I mean, he hasn't been diagnosed with sensory processing disorder. But I just throw that in. There can be OCD-like tendencies. Doesn't have that as a diagnosis, but I throw that in. He's highly sensitive. He's a perfectionist. Um, you know, it, it's a it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. And for so many years, <laughs> my my kid's only eight, but it feels like it's been twenty years. Um, I pictured the whole thing as as a tree, you know, and each branch was a different challenge. But I was really stuck on what the root was. If I could only just get to the root, is the root the giftedness? Is the root ADHD? Is the root anxiety? Like, I, and I still don't really know. I really don't. I, I'm I'm really not sure. And I guess that's the whole point about what neurodiversity really looks like in kids like ours. And so, yeah, I am gonna keep quiet about that because I don't know how to say it without it coming across like I'm just listing things for attention or, you know, I don't know. But this year in 2021, I learned to stop hiding. And not only stop hiding, because I was sharing, you know, I was sharing stories about my kids um, in blogs over the years, but I would tell them like a story. And that's great too. Sometimes that has a time and a place, but sometimes I just need to vent. I just need to say, this is really hard, like really hard, not for, not, not hard for weak moms, but easy for everybody else. I mean, hard for anybody who comes over and spends 24 hours in my house. 
right? How many of you listening would, would think something like that? Someone needs to just come to your house for 24 hours and see what it's like. Not because you need validation, but you would like the, the judgment to stop. You would like people to really know what it is that, you know, that your kid struggles with and, and that you struggle with. So I started to come out of my, my hiding about all this and mostly in the form of this podcast, but then that took to social media on Instagram. Oh, and it's been a whole journey. And then I, I opened up a Facebook group. It, that's, it's not, it's not meant to be a very active community. It's meant to more be a, a holding place for moms who are not on Instagram and only Facebook. Um, and in Instagram, I share in my stories and I, and I go live and I have like, oh, like I really, I need to share these things because there are thousands and thousands of mothers out there who totally understand me. And I didn't even think you existed a year ago, people. And now here you are, 16,000 downloads on this podcast. And then I started my membership. Then I started my support group community. And that has totally changed everything. Now, I think the reason that I started Mothers Together, one of the reasons was because I started meeting moms here on this podcast. And it was like, wow, not only do I relate to you, which is a miracle in itself, but I want to keep talking to you. Like, let's be friends. Let's let's support each other. Not just this one time in this conversation. Let's let's do it all the time. My people, you know, and thus Mothers Together was born. Now, as you, you guys know, many of you know what Mothers Together is about, um, but I can say that when I made that, um, it's called a mid-roll in the podcast world, when I made that mid-roll that shows up in the middle of most podcast episodes, where I sort of just, um, like an ad break, go and talk about Mothers Together, I made that mid-roll in like August, maybe September. It is old. Now, Mothers Together started in August, and I had, oh gosh, 10 to 12, 10 to 12, amazing, wonderful mothers willing to give this a chance and build this thing from the the ground up as my founding members, and you know who you are, and I am so, so grateful for you for taking that leap. Quickly, those 10 to 12 people formed two pod squads, two support groups, and the friendships just took off. Now skip ahead a few months. I'm about to start my newest groups for January. And I have got over 40 amazing mothers, all raising neurodiverse kids. And it's instant lifelong connection and support. It has fulfilled me in a way that I didn't know was possible. It's, I, it's really hard to explain, I guess. It's hard to put into words. But every time I jump on a call, every time I join a, a text thread or I send a message or make a video message on Marco Polo, it's like, you guys get it. You really get it. And what amazing way to find your people. And I'm, I'm proud of you and I'm proud of us and I'm proud that we did this. 
And I see the possibility for all the moms raising out-of-the-box kids who are currently hiding, which might be you if you are listening to this and I don't know you and you haven't said hello or whatever and I don't know that you're there because you are hiding and you're still in that place and I get it and that's fine. But when you're ready, there there's moms here with open arms waiting for you so that they can support you and in turn you can support them it is real real relationships with real moms it's it's crazy and here's the other thing and i've heard this from a few mothers together members but i can absolutely vouch for it myself i did not see this coming finding my people in mothers together had a secondary effect on myself that I didn't envision when I created it. And that is, I started to become a more calm, patient, relaxed mother. Now, why? I mean, I've, I've thought about it a lot. Like, what what is that link? And I think the link is because I know that I have friends at a moment's notice that I can sort of call on and vent to and share the struggles with. Because I have that option and it is available to me, I can now parent with more flexibility, I guess. I can stop worrying quite as much as I did before about my kids' challenging behavior. I can just trust my gut, do my mom thing. And if it doesn't go well, or even if it does, I have people that I can immediately contact and say, oh my gosh, we did it. It happened. It was a great morning or it was a really tough afternoon, but I know you guys understand. When you've got that outlet and you know it's there, it's sort of a game changer in those moment, those hard moments of parenting. Um, just had a wonderful mother today in Mothers Together had a tough moment with her child and she said, she's like, I was going to sort of just swallow the, my emotions around this tough moment and just kind of sit on them. And, and that leads to depression and anxiety. And she's like, instead, I decided to jump on Marco Polo and, and vent to you guys. And wow, what a gift that was. You know, utilizing the support, utilizing the support where it is. It's so, uh, there's just no, no words to describe how important that is for all of us, for our mental health, for her mental health. The fact that we got to hear the issue because we can relate to that issue. And the fact that she got to hear us relate to her issue. It's a win-win for everyone. Um, and that's the secondary piece, feeling better about myself as a mother because I now have in my toolkit, my number one item to help myself in raising a challenging kid are these other moms who are also raising neurodiverse kids. I, I just can't say enough about it. And back in August and September, when this first started, it was clear like, wow, this is amazing. But there was no way to know how important it would be to have my people and for you to have each other four or five months in. So 
I learned a lot about me this year in 2021. And now next year, I have many goals, (laughs) some business related, but many just as a mother. And as a mother raising a, a neurodiverse child, now that I've come to realize who I am and accept that about myself and really be my best self as a mom is now to help other moms do the same. Spreading that message further, helping to lift other moms up so that they can see for themselves, so that you can see for yourself your capabilities as an amazing mother to your child. And then not only that, but I also, in 2022, am going to focus more on connecting moms to each other and not just me. I do it in Mothers Together all the time now, despite the fact that I've got, let's see, nine pod squads going. There are often times when it's like this one mom can relate so well to this other mom in another pod squad, and they don't know each other yet because they're in different groups, but I will connect them and say, you guys have got to talk. You have a million things in common. You live near each other or whatever. And there's power in that too, in in the connecting with other moms. So this year I'm going to be, this coming year I should say, I'm going to be spreading the message further about the crucial piece of connecting with other moms like you to help you feel like you're a better mom. Um, And and doing that work. And that work's going to look like, I don't know through the podcast, through the membership, growing that membership. I've got a couple ideas in my head for things that I would love to do in 2022, including um, creating a, uh, a log, like a journal for um, keeping track of medicines and behaviors and things for doctor's uh, visits and that sort of thing. Maybe some speeches. I don't know. I've got things in my head that need to come out. And I have never felt so empowered before. You can have that same empowered feeling when you step out of those shadows, which is super vulnerable and and super brave, and trust your gut as a mom. You know your kid best. And then connect with other mothers and really connect talk to them often who understand what you're going through. And that's, that's where the the magic lies. That's the secret sauce. So it has been an amazing 2021 for personal growth for me. And I'm super excited to see where 2022 goes, but truly none of this would not, would have happened without you. Like this would not have happened without you. So I cannot thank you enough for listening for all of your amazing reviews. Every single review I have, rating or review, is either five stars or has the nicest, kindest comment attached. For sharing the podcast with friends, you know, I know you come across moms who are struggling too, and so many of you have given them the name of this podcast. And, you know, it's it's worldwide. It has done really well in um, probably about 20 countries, Albania, Sweden, all kinds of places, cool places. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I am pumped to get started again in 2022. So before I go, just as a last reminder, Mothers Together is open for January. I do have new moms signed up. 
but the signups still go um, for another couple of days, you can head on over to ontheharddays.com slash mothers together, or you can DM me on Instagram at ontheharddays with dots in between each word. You can reach out to me by email at ontheharddays at gmail. I'm open to whatever. Share, share your story with me. I would love to hear from you. Let's talk. How can I support you? What do you need? And then we'll go from there. But Mothers Together is starting up um, in just a few days. So get in while you can. Um, and thank you. Thank you for trusting me and taking a chance with me. I'll see you in 2022. Thanks for listening today. If you would like to talk with me personally, where we can chat and just get to know each other like old friends, I would love to do a discovery call with you. Go to my website, ontheharddays.com, and click on Schedule a Call. And if you're not already subscribed to this podcast, please do so so that you get the latest when they roll out. Not to mention, please leave a review if you feel like this episode spoke to you. That way, the podcast will be shown to more mothers. And finally, you can find me on Instagram at On the Hard Days with dots in between each word, or in my free Facebook community, On the Hard Days Podcast and Community. If you are feeling isolated in your parenting journey, I encourage you to reach out through any of these means so that I can connect you with your people and support you in whatever way you need.